0: The following is a hoop ball presentation.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Raptors Hoop Ball Podcast. I am here today with Kieran Smythe. What's up, everybody? And Ben Harrison. G'day, folks. And I am Brendan Hodgins. Kieran, do you want to tell uh, the people how they can find you out there on the interwebs?
0: Yeah, I can be found on Instagram at kdilla1981 and k underscore dilla on Twitter.
1: Excellent. Ben, same question over to you.
2: Yep, for sure. You can find me on uh, Twitter or Instagram. It's the same handle. That's at Benny and the Raps.
1: Excellent. And if you're looking to follow us here at the podcast, you can follow us at Hoop Ball Raptors. That's at Hoop Ball Raptors. That's on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you're trying to see what I'm saying out there, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Brendan Hodgins. That's at Brendan Hodgins on Twitter. If you have yourself a chance, this is your last time right before the season starts to get in down at hoop-ball.com and check out what they have for the preseason, like, betting things, you know, the over-unders, who they think are going to hit what. This is the time to go do it. You have one more day because the tomorrow, uh, what is it, the the Lakers game tomorrow there, guys?
0: Yeah, uh, Lakers-Warriors. And the season
1: begins anew all right guys with that that means the preseason is over the rosters are set and we have a couple of things to just kind of go over uh nothing too different than what i think we all expected but still decisions were made there at the end um ben what are your thoughts here on kind of the final roster they ended it with there in uh, the last few cuts
2: well, I was pretty happy with my man Sam Decker there towards at the end. Um, I had called him as one of the guys that was probably going to stick around, and uh, it didn't look like it through most of preseason. He uh, he barely got any minutes on the floor at all until the fi- his final chance there against the Wizard. He uh, he just got fire. He was uh, I don't know if you saw that game, but he was uh, four or five from deep, uh, poured in eighteen points in sixteen minutes. So I was like, you know, good luck cutting me after that. So. So he kept his job um guess I was a little surprised to see ish Wainwright head down, but um uh actually he'll be headed elsewhere, sorry, not to the nine o five but uh so a little surprised by his uh his getting cut there, but everybody else, yeah, like you said, not too too surprising
1: fair enough, uh, Kieran, what are your thoughts there on uh what we ended up with for the
0: final roster and the last few cuts yeah, no, i um pretty much what you expected, and like like you Ben was saying. That uh, I, th- I think I overheard in the um, the announcers say there was a stretch. I think it was the third quarter where the last 32 points were all scored by Decker and Flynn. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of th- at that point. Like that's you're you're in. You know, you you did it. You did what you had to do. So and that's probably what solidified him over uh, Ish Wainwright because I'm sure that was a tough uh, a tough tough uh, choice to make. But the rest was all pretty cut and dry. Um, some sad, sad people to see go. Like I said, Freddie Gillespie was one of the first to go, <clears throat> but it made sense. He just wasn't clearly wasn't ready for it. And uh, but he was one of my my favorite sort of personalities from the new guys we had last year. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'm pretty stoked to see these guys play, and especially once we get everybody back, it's going to be a fun year. Yeah, no, of course, and I feel kind of the
1: same way, uh, you know, with Freddie. You know, everybody loved him, especially after that uh, Miley Cyrus performance from last yeah. year. But um, he, yeah, he had a he had a rough summer league. He had a rough preseason, and uh, he's one of those guys where it's clearly like all the fans wanted
0: him to succeed, but uh, the coaches saw something else, and that's the way it goes. We got a uh, lot of new favorite replacements, though. You know what I mean? Everyone's really rooting for bro. Barnes. Delano yeah. banton has got the home court sort of the the advantage, and everyone's rooting for him. So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of characters in our team that I think everyone's pulling for. So I think we're going to have a good crowd this year. And hopefully that pushes us to win a few more games than everyone expects us to.
1: Yeah, the uh, one thing there, too, that I was surprised about was because we had all just assumed that he was going to go down to the 905, Freddie. Like we, most of us didn't think that he was going to make the team here. Mm-hmm. But I, the, what I didn't know is that the Raptors don't own his 905 right.
0: Memphis does. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah. Same thing with uh, well, not same thing, but like Ish Wainwright, I guess some, something to do with how much his contract was for that he couldn't be part of the nine hundred five. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's
1: one of those NBA contract things. Ben, do you know a little bit more about that?
2: Um, no, basically, just he he had some guaranteed money about a quarter million, um, so that exceeds, I guess, what you can pay a right. nine hundred five guy or something that makes like sense, that. Yeah. Um, with gillespie i wouldn't be totally surprised if we traded uh, for his rights from the memphis g league team i didn't realize till recently but these g league teams uh, make trades all the time, uh, all the time amongst themselves and they have their own draft and draft picks to trade um oh, interesting. i i thought i i had assumed it was a little more like the nhl where only the the main club makes trades for both rosters but a mm-hmm. little difference so they could pick up gillespie's uh, rights for relatively cheap i would imagine if if they wanted to but
1: Okay, there we go. Um, one other thing is uh, just an interesting little note that I saw that uh, the former uh, Pacers coach there, Nate, who was actually also yes. the former Raptors, so he's been listed as a consultant this entire time on the Raptors uh, website, like as far as their coaching staff goes. And then just overnight, without telling anybody, he's just all of a sudden he's listed as an assistant coach. Now, who's that? Yeah,
2: same? I think uh, Nate uh, Bjorngren. Or I'm oh, saying yeah, it wrong, yeah, but, right, um, right, right, yeah. He was the short-lived coach in Indiana there who kind of had a rough exit. But, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like they kind of wanted to do it quietly, you know, because I had said at the time, like, wouldn't it be kind of awkward if he had to come back here, like, after that? (laughs) But So they kept it quiet. Maybe he'll be one of the guys up in the box rather than on the bench, but we'll see. We know he was a good coach when he was here, so whatever happened in Indiana can stay stay there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: all the players seem to like him. You know, I remember Freddie always saying good things about him. So uh, hopefully it's a nice little transition back in and maybe he'll get another chance down the road to be a head coach. But for now, welcome back to the squad. Mm -hmm. Um, So that with the final roster cuts and going into the season here, knowing uh, Utah is going to be out for a little bit, it seems. uh, I think they expect Boucher back by the end of next week is basically what they said. He might have to do some conditioning and stuff, but Mm -hmm. I think that's when uh, his finger is supposed to be better. Uh, What are we thinking for the way they're going to kind of rotate in their starting lineups based on the performances that you saw during the preseason there? Uh, Ben, if you want to lead off.
2: Uh, The rotations? Well, I mean... um... When Pascal, like when, when we're at full health and Siakam's back on this team, I think it might be like a few years ago when we have, when we had that bench mob because, um, yeah, I was kind of sketching it out and you could see our backup unit would be something like Malachi Flynn, Goran Dragic, Scotty Barnes, Boucher and Precious maybe. And that's, uh, that's a pretty good lineup. That can go up against a lot of teams' benches and it can come out on top. So um, to start the season, I think... Um, Scotty Barnes probably secured himself a starting spot, I would think, until Siakam comes back. Um,
0: I think I not know, only I'm just sure for, like, his play but for development. I think I'm pretty sure I heard Nurse was saying, uh, yeah, he's going to get, they're going to give him minutes, like, plenty of minutes. So I think, they're yeah, they're really trying to push him and get him, you know, because people are concerned about his NBA readiness. I think, yeah, they're going to make sure he's ready and, like, fast track him. So I definitely think, yeah, he can be on the starting lineup for sure. Whether or not he earned it, that's debatable. But I think they're putting him in there. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Well, he did lead
1: the uh, the Raptors in assists during the preseason by mm-hmm. like a pretty healthy yeah. amount. So. Yeah, yeah. He had twenty nine. Yeah, uh, and he had 20, some, uh, some pretty impressive
0: ones too. Um, to nine turnovers too. So that's yeah, like, that's like three times crazy. Three
1: to one. Yeah. 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 You're right. He had twenty eight, and Fred Van VanVleet had twenty as the next one. So there you go. Know.
0: Yeah, he can. I've seen him make a couple. There's one uh, specifically I remember when uh, Trent was just Mm -hmm. cutting to the net through like two guys, and he just gave him the perfectly timed pass to just do an instant layup. And I was just okay. I did not think that was going to go that way. And yeah, good for him. And he's got some good vision, so uh, I like what he can do. Whether you know we'll get his jump shot to come along, but in the meantime, if he can also facilitate, you know, lock down some of these uh, some of the better players in the league, you know, it's. uh, to be a good 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 future for that kid
2: yeah and we saw him do that a few times i mean not the top top but well no he did go against uh, i guess jason tatum for a little while against boston in that game um i really liked his performance mm-hmm. against houston when he um he just put the clamps on jalen green he only had about uh, i think five points that night with uh, with scotty Gardenham um so yeah that was really good to see i think yeah just based on his playmaking his defense alone um i think he makes a starting lineup mm-hmm. um and for you know the development reasons as well but yeah. um
0: but that also gives see, us some good else to bring off the bench too right
2: yeah once the so comes time. back I, yeah. I think it's hard to see him in the starting lineup because that just really limits your shooting like you're getting pretty thin at that point but um but well, you uh, see, yeah you we're say f-
1: that but oh gee you know led the team yeah. 77 points, like they're really trying to get him out there to be an aggressive offensive unit, right? That's working, like, yeah. yeah he's, he's coming through, like he shot better from three than he did from two,
2: <laughs> yeah. And he was really showcasing like a new bag of tricks, too. Um, there was that one in, against Boston, um, uh, where he hit kind of like the side to side, um, oh, uh, I remember side-to-side that side to side step, uh, three ball right and uh, i think that was in tatum's face as well that was a nice one i saw him at a few step backs like uh when he catches it in the corner now he can put it on the floor and like he's either gonna drive or pull up a step back or yeah so he's got a whole new bag of tricks uh, yeah. coming into this year for sure.
1: the other nice thing there with og uh hitting his free throws so like even if he does start you know that that's always a worry with the kind of some of the younger guys they, they change it up and they start going hard to the net and you force them to go to the line. And so, you know, they go one for two the entire time. But it looks like he's probably going to be a pretty proficient shooter there. Uh, so that'll be good. Uh, another thing about Scotty Barnes going back there, he also led the team in blocks uh, throughout the preseason. so Oh, yeah, nice. And what you were talking about, uh, Precious has a chance to start here, I think, um, at, the, at the five. He you might think? have overtaken Birch.
2: Well, I think he's the more talented player than Birch. I just think he kind of, uh, like, he's he's nowhere near the rim defender that Ken Birch is, and I think that's kind of what you need. Um, okay. Precious can definitely do a lot more for you offensively, but, um, and I was really impressed. I saw him, uh, we saw him guarding guys out on the perimeter. Like, he can guard full on point guards if he needs to. Um, he's got excellent footwork, but. Um, but, you know, he's a little smaller. Yeah, a little uh, little softer on the back line there. And I just see him more of that, like, uh, Montrez Harrell rule where he can come off the bench, ton of energy, give you, like, 15, 20 points, 10 rebounds, even though he's not starting and,
0: you know. Yeah, uh, not maybe not starting, to but I feel deep. like rotated in quickly because, yeah, he definitely, I think, in a lot of ways outperformed. Um, he's a monster on the boards, averaged 8.6, led the team. So uh, that's going to... It's going to go a long way, I think, especially because, as we've said many times, like, that's been a thing of ours. So, you get someone like that out there to set the pace, rebounds lead to, you know, fast breaks, and we've clearly been trying to just push the ball. And he's a guy that can get it and put it on the floor and bring it up, right, too, so he doesn't have to dish it off like Ken Birch would. I don't want to see Birch take it all the way, although I think I saw that once. No. It didn't go well. But <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure there's a play in there. The, the, and I was like, what's he doing? And, yeah, the expected... Yeah,
2: outcome. like, I see... I could see it going like a lot, like we had uh, with, with uh, Serge Abaka and Marcus Gasol, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, neither of them was really the starter, but uh, it was a lot, right. you know, matchup dependent. You yeah, know.
0: yeah. I could like, definitely. Precious
2: will get eaten alive by Embiid or whatever. Kenbridge, not so much. Sure, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was kind of looking. I had, uh, when I was over on the, uh, the int- punt intended uh, podcast there um, that we were talking a little bit about it and I compared it to sort of uh, the Al Horford and Robert Williams in Boston sort of thing. It's like Horford's the starter but Robert mm. Williams is going to get in there for a lot of minutes. Right. And you know so very much could be that sort of thing. Ken Birch yeah. goes out he plays maybe the first 5-10 minutes and then Precious gets in there for a little while and then they switch it back and forth depending on what how the game's going.
0: Yeah someone starts making yeah, mistakes you- swap them out.
2: Yeah, and you you gotta think uh, Precious is like our long term piece as well too, right? He's, there's I think what six or seven years between those two guys.
0: So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then um, well the other thing just as far as rotations goes because we barely got to see him or if I don't think we saw him at all, uh, Boucher will fit in somewhere here, right?
0: That's gonna be an interesting one. Does mm-hmm. he get it just for you know tenure? Does he get that or are we gonna ease him in? Mm-hmm. He's coming off an injury too, so you could probably. You know, have him come off the bench for a bit, and then if he's really showing up, be like, okay, you know, you're back in the starter. If he's killing it off the bench, maybe we just keep him as a great unit off the bench. He's still going to get the minutes, but just maybe not the start. But uh, I could see him being, you know, coming yeah. off the bench the first to just, you know, ease him into things. But who knows? Or
2: kind yeah, of I guess with- I could see. um I guess I could see Boucher start. Yeah, I guess it would come down to like Boucher Barnes. Uh, for the time that comes out uh, in that starting role. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, mixing in at the four there, depending on who they uh, decide they want to put there, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, one way or another, I guess, like, yeah, it looks like Gary Trent will be in the starting lineup. eh?
1: I would think so, at least to start the year. Like, he didn't shoot all that particularly well during the uh, preseason, but he's a volume guy, right? He's got to get going. Yeah.
0: I think he gets it off of his last year's performance alone. And he's getting
1: paid a lot. Yeah. So.
0: I think it's his to lose, though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think yeah. it's not a lock, but I think he starts with it. Because, um, you know, he had 40-point games with us. Like, he can score, you know. But like you said, yeah, he's just got to get into rhythm. And it's a different offense this year, too. So it might be something a little different from what he's used to. And um <clears throat> so, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure, like, at some point we're going to get a few more set plays worked into the uh equation but it's a lot of just you know quick movements and passing the ball around and stuff so um that's right up uh Barnes' alley it seems but we'll see if he can make it work well and flynn definitely didn't want to be uh the
1: odd man out here you know he kind of woke up there in the second half of the preseason so mm-hmm. he's definitely going to be fighting for as many of those gary trent minutes as possible and i think that'll be the uh like, as long if everybody stays healthy, who it's going to be either Flynn who gets a lot of minutes or Gary Trent. Like, uh, they're going to eat into each other.
2: Yeah, I guess. I, I, I'd i like to see Flynn mainly just stick in that backup point guard role. I mean, just based on his size, like, he's never going to be a real uh, solid two guard. So, you know, what what he can excel at is is being a point guard. Um, so I hope they just kind of keep him in that role. But
0: Well, we lose a lot if. of size if we ever have, you know, Van Vliet and Malachi Flynn out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but you know, outside of that scenario, we're looking pretty big no matter what we run with. So <clears throat> it'll be it'll be matchup dependent again. If it's a smaller team, maybe we can make that work. But yeah, I kind of feel like he's he's a yeah our point guard. You know what I mean? He's one of he's a more of the playmaker, and Gary Trent's definitely the two guard spot. So I can see it depends what we do with Dragic and and Van Vliet versus like who's <coughs> running the show. <clears throat> and but with the offense running, it doesn't really matter because. You know, sometimes Scotty Barnes is going to be running the show. It's just going to be it's situation-based as opposed to, you know, structured a little bit. So we'll see.
2: Yeah, I read a good quote from, I think, uh I believe it was OG Ananobi speaking to one of the reporters, and he was saying um, the way they're doing practice now is just everybody on the team learns every position's role, <laughs> like right. every position's job. Yeah. And same thing on defense as well. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a very different offense. We'll see who can keep up really <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's that was that offense uh, that uh, you were talking about there, Kieran, with uh, Gleason kind of mm-hmm. going in where they want whoever uh, whoever gets the rebound just to drive the ball directly up to try to create more of those fast break points.
0: Yeah. Transition. Pass it, set a pick. Um, yeah. What do they call it? The flex offense, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Kind of, uh, I guess it's like a lot of high school teams and stuff like that will run it, and then some mm-hmm. uh, university teams, and they're seeing if maybe uh, a
0: little bit Catch it's some funny. guys off guard. It's funny that we bring all these things back because what was it the box and one that we ran against yeah. Golden State? There was joking <laughs> about, like <laughs> laughing. It's like, oh my god, this isn't college. But you know, hey, it worked. Yeah, they all laughed, and then we started seeing it, <laughs> you know, spotted throughout the league
2: the next year. Mm-hmm. I actually saw Nick Nurse as one of the favorites again to win uh, Coach of the Year.
0: Nice. It's the right team to do it, I think. You know what I mean? Like, I think this team can pull together some good stuff if we can get if the development works and everything then uh, yeah there's a lot of a lot of room for growth through this season well, that's exactly what, it, there's a
1: lot of interviews that just happened recently, and like Nick Nurse was the main one, uh, just talking about like good vibes on the team and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When they're practicing, everybody seems like they're in a good role, and like, so they ask him, he's got like this long diatribe about vibes and stuff, Scotty Barnes is obviously very effusive, and the, the way that he's saying how like, uh, he's, he's felt good here with the development, even uh, as... Um, Ish Wainwright was leaving. He said nothing but great things to say about uh, the way the Raptors went. And then they asked OG uh, the same question. And he just like, "Yeah, there's no jerks." <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. like he's good. always right to the point. That yeah. guy.
1: You're like, "That's thank you." That's exactly well, that what different. I
2: expected. <laughs> like uh, Nick Nurse has been coaching a much more like veteran team the whole time he's been here. Right? This mm-hmm. is uh, the first time he's had a real group of almost all young guys. And it is, whatever, it's a lot more, it's fun, it's exciting. You know, like preseason was a lot more fun when you have a a young team, that's for sure. Well,
1: it's also more like that's what he came up doing, right, with the 905, et cetera. It's more young guys that he's
0: used to coaching, so. Yeah. Yeah, If he was part of our development back then, that would be perfect. Um, Yeah, uh, other than
1: that, you know, hopefully Utah is better sooner than later because he's definitely going to fit in in that four role, especially with Siakam gone. Um, and then it's kind of those guys that you were talking about there, the Sam Deckers, the Sfimaholic, um
0: kind of let's see what we, we got. You him in all this talk too, but he's going to be yeah. a big factor too in this. Huge like, preseason oh for that guy, yeah. yeah. Like I, I think it's, yeah, we got depth. That's the biggest thing we got going for us. You know, I think if anything, we can wear a team down and put out these defender after defender you know, let their superstars carry the load, but they're going to get tired if they have to play that much. And if we can keep the score close, then, uh, yeah, these guys are going to be fun to watch down the stretch.
2: Yeah, like if we play the Lakers and just keep throwing 21-year-old six-foot-nine guys at them over (laughs) and over and over. (laughs) Bring it on. Well,
1: that was uh, an interesting thing, too, because we just brought up Svi and Decker. Apparently there was, uh, like in – One of the practices they had later on in the year, they had them shoot 100 three-pointers. And I can't remember who was what, but one of them hit 90 out of 100. The other one hit 86. Okay. So that's exactly the style of guys that the Raptors tend to like to have, right? Like someone who can play D and then be big and tall, get to the corner and put up a three. Mm -hmm. And have a half-decent chance of hitting it. Yeah. And but have a
0: few guys down
1: low. They're all the same, trying to get the offensive (laughs) rebound. Yeah. And, you know, this time we might actually get an offensive rebound or two, considering there's uh, real centers. So, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah no excuses fun. on the boards this year.
1: Yeah, this will be the the last year that, like, you know, we always go and be like, ah, don't, no, we never get boards, it's fine, and we'd like to see them, but it doesn't happen <laughs> as long as we're getting other stuff. It's like, no, boards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This team is designed for rebounding now Other than the fact <laughs> there's nobody that's like 6'10 or over But everyone's 6'9, everyone's arms are freakishly long Someone get the ball Yeah,
0: exactly yeah. Box out easily, yeah. let's go
1: Or, you know what, the other thing Just ha- let there be no offensive rebounds Just hit your shots
2: you Sure, yeah, perfect world yeah.
1: Well, uh, But uh, it's going to be a uh, Good little rotation. There's a lot of guys that we haven't even talked about, uh, you know, Banton or any of those guys. But they're probably gonna like he'll get minutes, but not that much, I assume. Same thing like Goran Dragic. We know what he's gonna do like that. Like he's he's 35. He's not surprising anybody with a t- change of pace in his game, right?
0: I think Banton will have a role, sort of like Chris Boucher did when he started on the team. You know what I mean? He's got the again the crowd favorite. Boucher used to always just come out, make sure he chucked up at least one three. And uh, <laughs> But, you know, a couple minutes a game sort of thing. And I think we'll see something similar with him. And hopefully, like Boucher, he can, you know, prove himself in that little bit of time and get a little bit more and, you know, hopefully become a significant player because, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely good for the team. You know what I mean? They love the hometown thing and all that. And that goes a long way. We've got some of the best fans in the league for sure. And things like that help. Those kinds of stories, they're always good. Oh, yeah, no, the, uh, like,
1: he, there was a story that came out, and, like, from, like, the the neighborhood that he's from there, uh, which is, I'm just not, I can't remember it right off the top of my head, but they basically feel like, no, we
2: all made the league when he made the league, right, but like, when we
1: got the Raptors, <laughs> yeah. it's like, th- that means it's possible.
2: Not yeah, and to, unlike with a lot of other teams, when you're on the Raptors, even if you're a second round pick, you've got like you know they're invested in you. Like we've turned so many of our late picks into genuine contributors here. We don't give up non-picks,
0: on them, you know.
2: Yeah, or even non-picks. Yeah, Fred Van Fleet's the highest paid uh, undrafted guy ever, right? Yeah. So, Yeah, the bet on yourself, guys, right? And the Raptors
1: are willing to uh, you know help you with that bet help you make it come into reality so that's the team that a lot of people want to hopefully start wanting to come over and play for like you said there one time a little while ago ben it's like yeah it's great to find all these diamonds in the rough but it'd be nice
0: just you know see find a diamond just kind (laughs) of lying around one day yeah don't have to always go we'll have a star leave a team and yeah be like oh you know what like yeah make me an offer i'd we can win a championship.
2: It
1: worked once, everybody out yeah. in the league there. If, if, if you're, if you're looking us. to leave your team. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> well, they did uh, sign Alex Antetokounmpo to the 905 roster. Yeah, so yeah. I guess they still got a prayer there. <laughs> I don't know.
1: There was a lot of uh, jokes about that one. It's like the Antetokounmpo family trying to like move on from uh, being involved with the Raptors. And then it just has uh, freaking... Uh, uh, Maasai just immediately hiding and like behind like bushes or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <good laughs> you luck. can't escape me. Yeah.
2: We'll get one of them. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be very exciting here early on in the season. Um, the Raptors, I think, what was it? 35 and a half? Or Ben, are you still saying the under there?
2: I think it was 37 and a half. But yeah, I was thinking is it too late to uh, pull, my, pull my bet there? Because I don't know. Yeah, preseason definitely... Uh, Definitely got the juices flowing. I don't know. It's uh, like you got to hand it to him a sigh. This roster kind of got stripped down from the since the championship, and somehow it looks like he's he's gotten us a stronger team than we had last year. So, um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, so just with everything, just get like, better. Yeah, Barnes looks better than we thought. Precious looks way better than we thought. Um, he's filled out the rest of the roster really, really nicely. So yeah, I'm starting to think we're probably. Maybe more like the odds-on favorite to make the playoffs rather than sneak in there, you know. And uh, there's probably going to be at least one
1: more move at some point that the Raptors make. This is just sort of like one of those, uh, the way the NBA works. They're still very slightly over the uh, lottery tax threshold. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing at some point they will be moving on from Dragic and getting something else in there because that would put them well underneath the the cap. But it's also one of those things where there's some people that are sort of on guarantees, but not really on guarantees. And if they move them during within the first hundred days of the season, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I'll never feel sorry for Raptors ownership having to pay the luxury tax bill.
1: <laughs> no, I know. Bell and but it's
2: just, can eat it.
1: <laughs> it just it just means there's probably a move coming. I'm not trying to defend the guys here.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that uh, that pretty much kind of sums up the what we're thinking going into the season here. Do you guys have any last thoughts before? Because I think the next time we talk, it'll be right after the game. Uh, any last thoughts here uh, about uh, the preseason and rotations
0: going into the season here? Uh, not so much about that, but just uh, yeah, one of my favorite things about Barnes. If you watch him like after plays or missed plays, every play, uh, he's always trying to give fives to the people who like you know who helped him out or whatever it was, or he tried to pass <laughs> to and didn't make it. He goes out of his way to you know give five to everybody. He's like just yeah, I think he's just a good teammate and uh, yeah, just a likable dude, but. But keep an eye out because I, I saw it a few times where it was almost awkward how out of his way he went. To, you know, the guy didn't want anything to do with it. He was pissed and just, you know, yeah, yeah, good, good job. Good try.
1: Well, also, I'm pretty sure. No, I know that for a fact that he, it was the first game the Raptors played back at uh, Scotiabank Arena there. And he was coming out onto the court and he was literally skipping.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's just so happy to be there, yeah, I know like yeah. even when he got drafted, right he was like dancing on, <laughs> dancing on his way to the podium there like yeah nice. he's uh, he's happy to be a raptor. but uh the only other thing is uh, we got to give a big congrats to Candace Parker and the Chicago Sky. They won the uh, the WNBA chip last night. This is true Again. yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he went home team. and brought it home yeah, yeah, that's it. A legend. Now she'll probably uh, hang him up. I would imagine. I would. But
1: <laughs> yeah, you'd you'd think so. That's kind of like the last big thing that you want to do. Screw you, Kawhi. Uh But uh... <laughs> yeah, congratulations. It's always good uh, good to see what a story like that. Anyways, so um, uh, Candace and the rest of the sky. And I know that there was a. You know, didn't she knock out? The the number one expected team was that Vegas or whichever.
2: Uh, jeez, I don't know. Uh, sure, I know there was a
1: storyline <laughs> like before it as well. Like it's been uh, been quite the trek to that uh, final, so it's great to see. Uh, yeah. Anything else, there, guys? I think that does it. All right. Well, everybody out there in Raptorland, we will be talking to you soon, and we will be talking to you often as the season gets together. Uh, uh we, I'll give you a brief little overflow of what we tend to like to do. We try to do as many of like the post games as we can, or if there's any news or notes that come out, like trades, uh, major injuries, that sort of stuff, uh, rumors, innuendo stuff along those lines. Uh, the only thing is when there's back-to-back games, we tend just to wait till the second uh, game of the back-to-back to go ahead and do that. And with the Raptors, there's usually 15 of those a year. Mm-hmm. So uh that's kind of the schedule you have to look forward to and then if we get into the playoffs uh, obviously we're going to be you know hot and heavy out in here so thank you very much for joining us this evening and thank you kieran pleasure as always have a good one you too ben thank you as always
2: yes indeed enjoy the season folks
1: and everybody out there you have yourselves a good night Uh, We love you, B, and we will talk to you once basketball resumes, which is tomorrow. Bye-bye.
0: This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.